0: All right. Looks like we are live and looks like we've got the power packed preacher, whatever this is that we are doing. Preacher packed. Preacher Preacher packed. packed That's it. Preacher packed. Uh, uh, And anyway, man, we are, for those of you joining this live stream, we are so glad that you are here uh, and watching this. And if you, let me say, if you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to send them in. You know, I I don't know, maybe a question is, can you go away? Maybe that will not happen. But anyway, uh, but we would love to see your uh, comments and that, or if you have an email, Thomas has got that up there on the screen that you can email us with uh, questions or comments. Uh, Maybe a subject you would like to uh, have us speak on, something you're dealing with, Uh, but we have the... um, Uh, Pastor at Grant Chapel, uh, Wayne Lott is here, the pastor at Owenaville Baptist Church is Roy Carpenter, Uh, myself, I'm Harlan Haynes, pastor at First Baptist Troy, Chris Cannon, associate pastor there at First Baptist Troy, Thomas Miller, uh, man, Thomas is, you name it, he does it at First Baptist Troy to keep us going in the, uh, I like to call him our IT minister uh keeps us going and just a great great uh person uh and also a very smart guy all i know roy he's smarter than i am when it comes to this stuff so <laughs> but uh but anyway we're going to uh look at the subject of i believe it so uh, what happens when you're born again you know what happens when you get saved uh, and I think that's pretty. I think it's a good subject because I think a lot of people don't realize laws involved in it, and they also believe a lot of things that aren't true. And so, I think it's a good subject to come to. And and I'm just gonna. I mean, since I'm just gonna say, first thing that came to my mind is what happens when you're born again. Is first thing popped in my mind is your sins are forgiven. I mean, they are cast as far as the east is from the west, and uh, uh, from what I see in Scripture, it's from that moment—the way the way the original reads—it's from that moment forward, and and from that moment back. But your sins are all sins, back, you know, your past, your present, your future—they are all forgiven. And so I think that's that's not a bad benefit of being born again—is that uh, your sins are forgiven.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was just looking over in the book of Ephesians in chapter one, verse seven in him, meaning Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. And so from the very get go, complete forgiveness in the scriptures tell us right here, we have it.
0: Yeah. And and I like that with grace, you know, on the grace. And I read uh, just I think it was last week, uh, a comment by someone that said, no matter how great our sins are, God's grace is greater. And mm-hmm. that's a good thing for the forgiveness of sin in that. So uh, uh, so, guys, I'm going to kick it out there. Y'all, what what other things do you see benefits?
2: You know, uh, what really sticks to my mind is when you're born again is the conversation that nicodemus had with jesus and when he asked jesus what 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 can i do to inherit the kingdom and jesus said you must be born again and nicodemus didn't really understand all he was wise he was a scholar he really didn't understand the spiritual uh sense of it and uh, he asked jesus the question he said uh can i my mother again like twice and jesus just simply just you just loved on him and broke it down to him say, "No, You must be born again of the spirit, you know, and uh And I think that's when you really have encounter with god and, and he talking about the spirit, which is the holy spirit And that's that's the gift that god gives us and he put in us the holy spirit and when we i think when we uh The bible say, to whom much is given much is required right so we have a desire now to, to do right. It, like Chris was saying, that uh, by the grace that was given to us, and that's when we learn how to embrace the full, the finished work of what Jesus Christ done on the cross for us. Uh, when he laid his life down, like you said, past, present, and future sins have been forgiven. And I think we really don't fully understand that until we have an encounter with Christ, until we have that uh, relationship with him, we can understand, okay, I might fall, but I've been forgiven, it's been paid for. Now I'm living anew, and, and I think uh, so many Christians have held their own self in bondage with the words that come out their mouth. Sometimes they feel like, okay, well, he's not gonna forgive me for this. Well, Jesus gave you for all of it. So what we need to do, like like you saying Pastor Holler, like sometimes people have a tendency to uh, hold on to things that just say traditional things or whatever, no, Jesus paid it all. So now, by us being in Christ, we're a new creation. Behold, all things are new, and the old things are passed away. The former things are passed away. So we need to embrace that.
0: Amen. that made a good sermon, Wayne. Oh, I like that <laughs> right there.
2: Yeah. Roy,
0: I see the wheels going round.
3: Oh, I was just uh, sitting here thinking about what you were saying about it could be confusing to people. And I believe that's true because although those people are alive and they're doing exactly what they want to do out there in the world they the the confusing part is is that sinners are spiritually dead you know they 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 are dead to their sins and so mm-hmm. when you're born again that's spiritual life through Christ through faith in Christ and what he's done and the bible likens that to a rebirth and so it's not a physical rebirth, it's a spiritual rebirth and spirit. you become closer to God in the spiritual realm of things and not in the physical realm of things. And that's where the confusion comes in. Is people having to get that apart that you're born of God and you become a child of God. And uh, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. And so that's spiritually. Mm-hmm. And we need to be sure that we try to separate that from physical uh people out here just walking around sinning they're spiritually dead in other words they have no recourse here the without christ you have you are being spiritually dead right. you're bound for hell and i'm sorry if that makes offense some people and it does believe me when you tell somebody without jesus they're going to hell they'll look at you and they'll be mad at you and they'll throw all sorts of rotten tomatoes at you in church or whatever The truth hurts sometimes and they're spiritually dead and they're saying, well, I'm alive. How can I be born again? And it's your spirit. It's not receiving of the Holy spirit is a whole different ball game. People.
0: It's different. Yeah, that's exactly, man. That's, that's great. That's great. Roy, because it is true. People, they do get confused with that. And people yeah, they do get offended when you tell them the truth. You uh, of where you're going without Jesus, mm-hmm. and you know it just you know as as our as our sins are forgiven, uh, uh, and and I don't think they quite understand justification also in this in the works mm-hmm. of it, and and how that works in the life of a born again believer. And so, uh, well, you know, uh, I mean, on 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 being justified, what. What pops to your mind, y'all's minds, on that? Because that is a benefit we're justified uh, before God uh, in that. So, what what pops in y'all's minds on that?
3: That Jesus, you can't get there. That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's no justification without Him, and yeah. uh, no regeneration of the mind or
2: anything else. And so, yeah, you, just, you know. What did uh, Jesus say? Jesus say, "I am the good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice." And then another scripture say, He say, "I am the true vine. Apart from me, you can't do nothing. But with me, you can do all things." That means we got to have Christ in us. And like you was saying, that Roy, like you was saying, a lot of people get it misunderstood because they think that uh, now they have to really. It is a real gesture of, of your life, but at the same time, uh, now by me being justified. That means all my past my past sins have been paid for like i'm a new creation now uh uh i know see you got to know that you know that you know after after you've been transformed in the spirit and you know that you know that you have a your name has been written and see i feel like that man can't man can't can't tell you that jesus said he'll give you that peace that surpasses all understanding and it's a spiritual piece you know like you said roy yes yes people walk around their spiritual dead but when you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, your eyes are open uh, spiritually uh, to a lot of things. And I think, like you said, a lot of people, until they have that encounter, they will never know it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Chris, your thoughts. Chris, you're on mute. you
3: muted, Chris.
1: Thomas, do you have it muted? No, it was me. Uh, one of my little ones was um he was in the spirit a minute ago. <laughs> he, always, uh, always blame the, the always, he always blames the kids for everything. I, don't I know. I gotta blame like somebody. When everything they're right outside your door kids. and it sounds like the uh the banshees come over from Ireland. We <laughs> gotta hit the mute button. So uh anyway, but backing up. Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, Jesus, when he died on the cross, paid for our sins. The debt is completely paid. And to anyone who is willing to put their faith in Jesus as their savior, God says, I will make a declaration over you that you are, you now possess the righteousness of Christ. The, um, the, you know, the theological term is that righteousness has been imputed. In other words, God takes the righteous life of Christ and he lays it on top of me when I trusted Jesus as my Savior or any believer out there. And so now that when God looks at me, he doesn't see, you know, Chris Cannon, rebel, sinner, gets his mute button in the middle of, you know, a moment of truth and forgets. Uh, he sees the righteousness of his own son. And that word um, that gets translated "declared righteous" is really fascinating. It it comes from the legal terminology of the day, and so that it it's a legal declaration that God is free to make over anyone who trusts Christ as their Savior, and it is a it's a done thing. He declares for all eternity on the basis of Jesus' merit, "I am." righteous before him. And so I have a right standing with God. And it doesn't mean I'm sinless now. I mean, it doesn't mean that we don't still struggle with sin. But what it does mean is that when God looks at any believer, he sees the righteousness of his own son that counts for me. And so I have, and any believer has a right standing with God. And, and that, you know, that to me is that I can come before the Lord anytime, no matter what has happened because I have been declared righteous by the righteous judge by grace through faith in in his son. It's tremendous. Yeah, I think uh, definitely. And, you know, I think the big problem people have with
0: that is the fact that I don't know about y'all, but when I look in the mirror, I see myself Mm -hmm. and I see me for who I am. And it's hard for us to imagine God looking down and not seeing us for who we are, but seeing Jesus for who he is and what he's done for us. Uh, and I think that you know, I think that's where some people have that the problem. They just see us and forget God doesn't see us as we see us. He yeah. sees us, you know, through through different eyes.
3: Yeah. I did a sign. You know, I, I make signs occasionally, and I did a sign here not too long ago on a mirror. It says, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, can you see Jesus in me at all?" And uh, I I really. <laughs> I use that a lot in well, I'm shaving sometimes in the morning. I look I said, Is Jesus anywhere in there? And uh but Chris, along with what you were saying in John one uh, twelve and thirteen, he says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Are you born again of God? Is it is a, I think is something that needs to be added to that statement.
0: Yeah, I think because it's not our, our doing, it's on God's doing in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely. And when God does it, it's a done deal. I think that's the thing that's also right. we gotta look at. Mm-hmm. It's a done deal. God doesn't just do it, and say, well, it's just for a moment and that. Uh, and Roy, you 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 mentioned we become children of God, which kind of makes me think of the The other benefit of being born again is we are adopted into God's family. I mean, praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) And, and, you know, that's a legal term. We're adopted. That's what scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. And uh, even back then, just as today, you cannot be unadopted. Once you're in the family, you're in the family. You have Mm -hmm. all rights and privileges of natural born, which It's a great thing because it it lets me know I have the same rights and privileges when I get to heaven as Jesus Christ, the son of God. I mean, I own as much and and what a great thing that's going to be because I am in the family. I've been adopted and um, I heard it said one time that when you're born naturally into a family, you got, you know, your parents had no choice what they were going to get when you're adopted the parents have a choice. And that, that to me kind of spoke, God made a choice to adopt me. I mean, that to me speaks volumes. He made that choice. Uh, it, it wasn't because he had to. It's because he wanted to. And I think that's mm. right.
1: You know, something I, that I read, I did not come up with this, but along with what you're saying there, Harlan, is somebody put it this way, that we inherit Christ's eternal future. And I thought, man, what, a, what an incredible, you know, way to, to express that. What all that is Christ's, we inherit that um, along with him. And um, Colossians, what, 324 here, whatever, and verse 23, whatever you're doing, work at it with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not for people, because you know that you will receive your inheritance from the Lord as the reward, serve the Lord Jesus Christ and so forth. And so we, we inherit Christ's future. That, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty amazing thought. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: a blessing.
0: I mean, it is. I mean, we inherit that. What a great thing. You know, we inherit eternal life in heaven in paradise. And I think what a lot of people don't understand, and Roy, you hit upon it here at the very beginning of this, everyone has eternal life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just where you're going to spend it. That's right. And whether we inherit because of our accepting Christ, we inherit the glories of heaven, the glories of paradise, all those things that, that Christ and God knows, or we, are we have an eternity in a place called hell. I mean, it's all, I mean, we all, everybody has eternal life. And, and I think that's the thing that is somewhat confusing also to folks. They don't quite understand is that our spirits live forever. And we're going to go one place or the other. And it's our choice of where we go and whether we accept uh, the, the, uh, accept Christ as our Savior and got what God wants for us in that. And so, you know, and, and the great thing is, is, is we do, we inherit eternal life in heaven. I can't wait to walk on some streets of gold. I don't know about you guys. I tell you, I
3: mean, as a a tool for my witness sometimes, and I'll just throw this out there. uh, I tell people, I said, you know, you can either accept Christ and that's the only way you're going to get out of this world alive. uh, And I'm talking about spiritually alive again is to accept Christ. And but if you don't want to, that's your choice that you get to make. But I can tell you this, that for all eternity, you will hear my voice giving you an opportunity to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, do you want to spend eternity in hell listening to Roy Carpenter over and over and over again telling you how you should have accepted Christ? Hmm. Usually I it turns them pretty fast.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Get us out here, Wayne. Come on, Wayne. Get, go. <laughs> Get in there, Wayne. <laughs> I, I'm trying to picture this.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but. Uh, you know, what, what really come to my mind is that uh free will God give us free will. And when we when we really evaluate the whole picture, when we look at the whole picture, um, whenever Christ taught, whenever he spoke to followers and he was when he encouraged them, he was often talking to them about when they came with, OK, when accepted him as their Lord and Savior. And I like the, the parables that he gave. And one of my favorite ones was talking about the prodigal son. And uh like you were saying, Pastor Hans, a while ago, that we save by grace, and once we save, we save. And that don't mean we can't fall. And a lot of people think once they save, they fall, they no longer in the in the in, in, in Christ, but they are. But what I love about it, we leave Christ. Christ don't leave us. He said, He said, He said he'll never leave nor forsake us. We the one who walk off from him. But at the same time, I, like the prodigal son, after he done all them things he done, and then he came to himself, and he said, "You know what? My my father's servants are eating better than better eating better than me, and I'm in a pig pen, you know, eating." And, and then he he made up his mind, and he turned, he came back home, and the father accepted him because then the father recognized him first, and Jesus recognized he knows and that's blessing no matter how far we go jesus always can bring us back and and that's the blessing and the gift is just what it is it's a gift either you're going to accept it or you're not you know he's not going to make you accept this gift of salvation that's why he gives you free will he wants you to accept it that's just like you trying to force you have a gift and you trying to force it on somebody if they not if they don't want it they're not going to take it Mm -hmm. but if somebody really wants that gift they're going to once they get that gift they're going to show you how much they appreciate that gift. And by us being in Christ and we appreciating the gift that he gave us, which is eternal life, we're going to try to do everything we can to satisfy, to make Christ happy. And we don't want to, we don't want to uh, 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 fall short in that. But if we do fall short, we still justify it.
0: I think, yeah. And I love that gift analogy there too, Wayne. And I've used it uh, many times in witnessing to folks in the fact that, you know, I, I say, if I hand you a gift, and I say, OK, now you've got to do this, this and this and this to get this gift. Is it really a gift? And they go, no, I had to work for it. I said, that's right. I said, if I hand you a gift, I say, here's a gift. And I say, you owe me X number of dollars for it. Is it really a gift? No, I had to purchase it. I said, so a gift is something you do want. And they say, well, it's something that you give me with no strings attached. I mean, you know, it's, I don't have to work for it. I don't have to pay for it. You just give it to me because you want to. And I said, that's the same thing with God. He wants to give us the gift of eternal life. All we have to do is not work for it. It's not pay for it because it's already been paid for. All we have to do is reach out and accept it. And uh, uh, with that, but too many folks, I think they want to pay for it or they want to do something for it. And that's it. That makes it not a gift. In fact, to me, it lessens the value of that gift.
2: That's right. Yeah, I love that.
0: Well, and, you know, we uh, we get eternal, to, uh, you know, and we've already alluded to uh, one of the other great benefits of uh, being born again uh, is that uh, we, we move, I guess you could say we move out from under God's wrath. You know, uh, I think, Roy, you have definitely uh, – mm-hmm. Uh, alluded to that uh, on there. We we no longer have to worry about the wrath of God. And I don't think folks really realize that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that is a, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, no. That's all right. I'll come in after
3: you. Oh, go ahead. I would, yeah, I know. You're going to cover me up. I understand. <laughs> uh, no. no I, what, what you were saying was you escaped the wrath. People don't understand that, that the day that you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, all that wrath that's for somebody else all that um <clears throat> you know so far we're going to leave out here at the rapture and they're going to have to go through the tribulation that's for somebody else are we going to have to stand in judgment not not the kind of judgment we're talking about at the end of revelation we need to understand it when you're born again it's a starting over it's a regeneration you got a renewing of your mind you're going to live by faith and and You're going to have Jesus Christ as the center of your world. And all that mean wrath and all that other stuff, you know, it's just like the guys. Somebody asked me the other day, what are we going to do if Putin fires that nuclear warhead over here and hits Fort Hood? Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to head out of here in the twinkling of an eye. And before they get through blowing it up, I'm going to be sitting in the presence of my Lord. And so we need to understand it. When you accept Christ, the bad things of life are gone. They're not, I mean, you're still going to have trouble. We're all going to stand and come short of the glory of God. I understand that. But the thing is, we have an eternal life waiting for us, people. And just like the old comic books when I was a kid, when Superman said he was immortal and you couldn't kill him, you can't kill me either. Try, but you can't. (laughs)
1: All right, Chris, jump in, man. Yeah, that's good. I tried a minute ago, but I was I muted myself again and forgot. But a follow up scripture to what y'all were just saying. First Thessalonians five, nine. God did not destine us for wrath, but for gaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that's, that's about as plain as it gets. And then he goes on and says he died for us so that whether we are alert or asleep when Putin hits Fort Hood, uh, Roy, we will come to life together with Jesus. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up with these words, just as, as in fact you are doing. And, you know, the question is, how can we escape that wrath? What has happened? One of the things that I think is really neat it, is that when Jesus died on the cross, God's wrath upon human sin was satisfied. Um, and there's a uh, looking over in Hebrews chapter two says that Jesus made atonement for the sins of the people. And this this concept of making atonement, it's um, is that he was God's wrath was poured out on him at the cross. In first John, chapter four, and verse 10 says in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And that word that gets translated atoning sacrifice, it means the satisfaction for our sins. And then finally in Hebrews 10, it says that for by one offering, Jesus has perfected for all time, those who are made holy. And that's a powerful statement. One sacrifice of his life for all eternity, he has perfected us. and that means that our salvation is secure. It's complete. Um, we are, God is satisfied with the payment that Jesus made. And, you know, if you just think about, I think a lot of people really struggle. They say, well, you would ask him, do you think God is satisfied with you? And they go, Oh no, no, there's no way. And a lot of times I think people think, well, with behavior and then maybe it's the truth there, but on an eternal level, God is satisfied with the payment for my sin and all people so I can stand before him knowing that that a satisfactory payment has been made and that I am part of a people who are perfected for all time, made holy by the Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus. Every believer possesses that. It's really awesome. As I've heard it said,
0: stamped across wherever, whatever our bill is in heaven paid in full, you know, it's satisfied. He's not going to come. And, you know, I think, uh, real quickly, because I know we're getting short of time here. You know, we looked a little bit at the benefits of being born again, but the detriment of not being born again, Roy, as we've talked about in and Wayne is uh, eternity in hell. And what people don't understand right now, we're still experiencing, even unbelievers are experiencing the love of God, mm-hmm. but they're turning the love of God down. If they continue to turn the love of God down, there will come a time they will get their wish of not having the love of God. And hell, I've read, and it's and, and absolutely true, is the complete absence of the love of God. And, man, that is, I don't even want to imagine what that is, to reap the full wrath of God. And there's not a bit, not even a drop of his love in that. Mm. I mean, that, that to me, and that for an eternity Mm-hmm. And that's the detriment of not being mm-hmm. born again, you
2: know? And I'm mean, not over and over again.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've not heard.
2: A, I heard a scripture that says, uh, uh, "Turn to the Lord while you yet have time, for it's going to come a time when He's not going to incline His ear up to you. In other words, He's not going to hear you. So you need to call on Him while He while He yet hear you. You know, and uh, I can't think of no greater insurance policy to have you know i really have insurance just like on my home i really have insurance on my home knowing i have it then something happen and i don't have it that makes sense you yeah. know because if i by by us accepting jesus christ as our lord and savior we have an insurance policy we have a reassurance we can 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 have be comfortable i mean although we might be going through but we have a reassurance although things might happen to us but we know that we have a relationship with him and he promised us if we do what he told us to do and we live for him we're gonna have eternal life but the bible says uh this is how i know i'm a new creation uh i don't know the exact verse but it says uh I know that I passed from life to death because of my love of the brother. You know, when I treat everybody else better than I treat myself. That, that's a transformation right there.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thomas, I know we're coming up on that time, and you've just been there silently. So you got any last words of wisdom for this preacher-packed panel? Sounds, like a,
1: a sounds like a setup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, I think for me the, the the for if I were to sum up, the being reborn is it's just everything's new, 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 and uh, and you have to treat it as such.
0: That's yeah. all I've got to say about that. All right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, as we get out of here, uh, I've enjoyed this, guys. It's been a good yeah. discussion on that, and hopefully, folks will have. Uh, gotten something out of this too and maybe have learned something and maybe get some reassurance in their salvation in this. But guys, if y'all have any questions, if you've watched this, uh, there's our email up there, moment uh, at fbctroytx.org. If you'll do that, we can get that out to everybody here. And we'll answer your questions. Or if you've got something else you'd like us to talk on that's maybe is bothering you, we'd love to do that. Uh, But the main thing I just want to reiterate, I think all of us would, is come to know jesus christ as your lord and savior be born again be born again there's so much benefits it's better than being born into the house of bill gates you know (laughs) his stuff eventually is going to go away you know all of his riches will eventually go away but in heaven it's assured forever And uh, so that's that's the great benefit in that. And Wayne, would you close us out in prayer? Maybe for folks who uh, are thinking about accepting Christ and for those who uh, maybe now look at their salvation in a different way.
2: Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to thank you for this discussion. Father, thank you for letting some he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Father, we pray for the ones that's walking around dead in the spirit. Father, we lift them up to you. And Father, we pray that they get to know you in the pardon of their sins. And Father God, we pray that they get to know Jesus Christ and they accept him as their Lord and Savior. And Father God, even though we might fall, we know that you can lift us up and you will. You already have. And Father God, I know that you said in your word, the best is yet to come. And Father God, we pray for all families. We pray for everybody, Father. And Father God, we pray that even in the midst of these terrible times that we're going through, you already have made a way out for us. And that's your son. Back to the business, when he was on the cross, he said, it's finished. And by him saying that, Father, we we need to just accept the gift that he had given us. And Father God, we come saying thank you. And Father God, let us learn how to love you one another because this is your commandment. And Father, we give you glory and we give you thanks. And thanks again, God, for you being God and all by yourself. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: God's been good. Kathy, I'll be in the living room in a little bit.